0: Good evening. Welcome to Jets Rewind. This is Marty Shupak, and I am recording this on Sunday, November 14th. It is 9 p.m. I'm doing a solo show tonight. We were having a little technical difficulties with Ray. He will be joining us on Tuesday night. It's a um, oh, about four and a half, five hours after the Jets... But manhandled again, and this time by the Buffalo Bills. The score was 45 to 17. It wasn't much of a game. Uh, First thing I want to say as a Jet fan since 1964, this is about the worst defense I've ever seen a Jet team have. For them to put out that slop every week is beyond belief, especially coming from a coach that, Uh, we were told, is a defensive guru. And if you talk to people in the NFL, uh, they'll tell you last year the San Francisco 49ers, with all their injuries, a lot of the people thought that Robert Salah did one of the most incredible jobs they've ever seen with that defensive unit. With that said, uh, if you look at the way the Jets are playing, uh, especially on defense, they're, they're just not prepared. They're going into this. I don't know what their game plan is. They're not making adjustments. They've given up in the last four games. This is including their win against the Bengals. They've given up 180 points, which comes to 45 points a game average in the last four games. Also they've given given up 1,890 yards in the last four games, the most in team history the Jets are the first team to allow 45 points in three of the last four games since the 1966 Giants. And I can tell you from someone who was there, that Giants team was awful. It it was just uh, from beginning to end, It was uh, it's getting so difficult to watch this game. I keep getting text messages from friends that go to the game and they leave now like um, – five minutes into the third quarter, the the defense was so bad. It was just uh, unwatchable. Now, Mike White, listen, I'm the first to admit I had drank the Mike White Kool-Aid. I thought we might have something there. He went out and put up a horrible performance Looking more like Luke Falk than like he did the, his game against Cincinnati, he was just terrible. He threw four interceptions. I, I could go through his uh, stats, but it just doesn't matter. If you just watched him, he was just pathetic throughout the whole game. Uh, you, you don't see quarterbacking like that. It's just it was just unbelievable. Uh, he um, he was twenty four for forty four, uh, two hundred fifty one yards, but. Those 251 yards, you just might as well throw them out the door. They didn't mean anything. They were useless. I thought a big play was uh, Corey Davis. Let me tell you something about this Corey Davis. The Titans had a chance to resign him, and they didn't. And we heard coming out of college what a great player he was. Coming into the game, and he was out for a game or two, he had five drops this game, at the end of the first half, he caught a ball and they had a first down and they were just getting it to field goal range where they could have made it really competitive going into the locker room halftime. And this guy fumbles the ball. As far as I'm concerned, he's a bum. Five drop passes and a fumble at uh, the most inopportune time. I don't want this guy on the team. I think it was a terrible signing. I know uh, all through preseason, we heard that he developed a great chemistry uh, with Zach Wilson, but what he's shown me, the negatives so much more outweigh the positives. I just, I just want to move on from this guy. I just think uh, he's just not, he's not even close to being a number one receiver talking about uh, the uh, coaching on defense. Uh, Robert Irwin, I mean, the defensive coordinator, I, I really don't know what this guy is doing. And if he could recognize what sort of talent he has on this defense, I just like we complained for a couple of years and or almost every year about not making adjustments on offense, he's not making any adjustments. I mean, Javelin Guidry, who I really liked, he gets burned on a touchdown pass to Stefan Diggs that was called back. The very next plate, they threw the exact same thing. And uh, look, Guidry had uh, good coverage on him, but we're, where the heck are the safeties? Why are we giving him help with one of the best receivers in football? It just makes no sense to me. And I know that our safeties, were at a bare minimum. We lost Marcus May. We have Ashton Davis, and we have the guys off the street. But you got to help these guys, I mean, uh, with some of these receivers. There's just, like, absolutely no effort there. It was just unthinkable what they were doing. And Javelin Guidry, who I've been in his corner for a year and a half, he's got to give a better effort, too. I mean, uh, he, he he produced a penalty, and I'm going to get to the referees in a second. But uh, he he was just just awful, and I I'll get to the referees right now. And I don't want to be a whining baby complaining about the referees because this isn't the type of game to do it. You never want to put the the game in the hands of the referees. But I don't understand. Why our players, our quarterbacks, and our punters sometimes we take a little bit of a pounding and they never get, they never throw the flag for roughing the pass or roughing the punter. And what burns me even more is when they do this to one of our quarterbacks, why is there not one of our offensive linemen in the face of the defense that's overdoing the? The contact with the quarterback or the uh, or the punter i don't see our offensive line really sticking up for our quarterbacks even going back to zach wilson against the patriot game when they gave him a it was a legal hit but it was a low hit at a bounce they have to start looking like a team and the other thing is ryan griffin let me tell you about this guy. Once a game, he makes a catch. He looks fairly athletic. This guy, I don't know if he's a representative of the rest of our team, but this guy has got to be one of the stupidest players ever. He makes a catch, goes down, untouched, and he thinks the play is over. Our player had to tell him they didn't make contact with you. If he got up and just started running, he would have had a much bigger game. And I always say how the Patriots play smart, everyone else plays dumb, and this is proof of it. I don't see this. I watch the Patriots, and this is like one of the smart, they are smart up and down, up and down their lineup. It's unbelievable, but our players are stupid. We do stupid players do stupid things, and that's all we've been doing all year long. The other thing is I want to, um, mention uh, our owner, Woody Johnson. I have nothing against Woody Johnson. God bless the guy, got to where he was, but um, he is so hung up on what uniforms the Jets are gonna wear. I couldn't care less on the uniforms. I see these tweets like every week on the uniforms that the Jets are gonna wear on Sunday. It means nothing to me. I just wanted to go out, be competitive and let's win some games. Uh, I see Robert Sala, he's on the sidelines, chewing gum, better, better than chewing gum. Maybe he's got to start chewing out some of his players, getting into their face. He says it's not his way, but you got to change to make your team better, or you're going to be up in the stands with the fans. I mean, you're starting to look really bad, Coach Sala. And uh, every Jet fan is recognizing it, too. I see a lot of fans uh, after the game, they were producing the fact that the Jets have the third pick in the draft and the seventh pick in the draft. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe every year we should just go for the highest draft picks. And I don't understand the Jets fans obsession with getting these high draft picks. If we're just going to look like Garbage every single year. It doesn't make sense to me. What's the difference if we draft third and seventh, or tenth and twentieth? Look at the garbage we're putting on the field every single game. Does it really matter? Think about it. Does it really matter if the coach was Adam Gase or Robert Sala at this point? Have we seen any sort of difference in what in the product we're putting on the field? I don't see anything. And we spoke about the last show. Uh, I just want to get back to Mike White and this isn't going to be a long podcast, just more of a commentary on the game. We'll have our regular podcast. We're shooting for Tuesday night. We have to overcome some technical difficulties, but Ray and I were talking about uh, tendering uh, Mike White, maybe with a second round pick. I wouldn't do it now. I would just tend to him with the fifth round. It just doesn't pay to spend the money because I drank that Kool-Aid, but he looked so bad today. I mean, four interceptions. It was just, it was just pathetic. Um, I mentioned the refs. I mentioned the offensive line. It was just an out and out disgrace, embarrassment. I want to, apologize to all those jet fans that made the effort go into the game. You shouldn't have to go through what you did as far as leaving early from your home whether it's Connecticut, whether it's Long Island, 8:30 in the morning. I hope you had a good tailgate, but this was an out and out disaster and we're just seeing this every single week. It's week in and week out, it's the same thing. After the first six minutes or quarter of the game, it's unwatchable. It is truly unwatchable, and it's an embarrassment. And I'll tell you, a lot of fans are talking about that third and seventh pick. You know what I would do? I wouldn't even pick third and seventh. I would trade down once. I would trade down twice. I would trade down like three times, and let's get seven or eight players. If you want to change the culture, get seven new players. It doesn't pay To put all your uh, bag on one player, you know, look, look what happened to Mackay Becton. We haven't seen him after his rookie year. He played like one game. He's supposed to be coming back. I'd rather have three, uh, a one later first round pick and two second round picks than a high first round pick. It doesn't pay. And I want to tell you something else. This quarterback from the University of Pittsburgh, He's looking better and better to me. So I just want you guys to keep an eye on that. So I'm going to close it up. And thanks for listening to my venting for Marty Shupak and Jets Rewind. Check out our website. We'll be back uh, later, later this week. Until next time.